Hey, this is Quinn David Furness. Welcome to the Beantown Podcast, the People's Podcast. I will be your host for this episode, number 27, Saturday, July 14th, 2018. Coming to you live from Princeton Township, New Jersey, here for work. I was in uh, New York doing some stuff earlier. I am in Princeton right now and tomorrow, and then I will be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on Monday doing some work. So quick uh, little mini road trip here. Uh, I don't know. Interesting, interesting weekend. I'm I'm working the whole time, uh, but uh, and it's a lot of driving, but having some fun. I've got some time to, to go do some exploring, so not maybe not quite as relaxing as uh, as I wish it could have been, but uh, that's all right. Uh, last weekend I was in Chicago. Uh, I will uh, talk about that in a little bit. You heard our podcast last weekend. We were coming to you live from Rogers Park doing a little farewell to farewell action, which was a whole lot of fun. If you couldn't tell from the podcast, um, I was with some of my favorite people, pretty much all my favorite people, um, actually. So that was that was a lot of fun to do that that podcast. And then we had a party uh, after that. Thank you all who uh, who came out and made that night special. And uh, good luck to the uh, farewell brothers, which actually I refer now to uh, – to the guys living in that house who I used to be roommates with as the Farwell Brothers. But actually, Farwell Brothers used to mean something very different. When I was in grad school, uh, I lived on Farwell Ave with uh, a, a graduate school friend, and we had a, a similar, well, we worked for the same fraternity, and uh, we lived about four blocks away. So we were the Farwell Brothers, and we were pretty cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a constantly evolving term. Um, a lot going on in sports. I'm watching the Cubs take on the Padres, my former flame right now. They just started. It's in the first inning because it is uh, it is 10.30 p.m. here, but that means that it is only 7.30 p.m. on the West Coast. So I can never stay awake for these West Coast games. Even when I lived in Central Time, it was it was brutal to do it. Now in Eastern, I just completely gave up, which is a smart thing to do. Because these games, I mean, yesterday went into extra innings, and that game probably didn't end till I don't know, 2 a.m. or so. Yeah, so good luck waking up the next morning. I don't get the people. Let me go on my quick little rant here. I don't understand how how are the people, and I, I talk like an old man, and I'm I'm 23, um, so I'm not actually an old man, but, but I have so many friends who are, like, going out till 2 or 3 plus, with r- fairly regular consistency, at which I, in which I mean, like more than once a week or around once a week, I just I I don't get it. Like I hit ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, especially if I've had a drink. If I've had two drinks, that just makes me sleepy. I don't quite understand it. I don't know how people do it. I don't know if do people like go do their normal work day and then come home and sleep for a couple hours. Or, or, But I see so many people who are going out after work, immediately after work, and they just have the energy to go from like 5 p.m. all the way to like 2 or 3 in the morning. That's like nine hours of eating and drinking and socializing. I just, I don't know. I don't quite get it. Good on you guys. But, uh, yeah, if you, uh, if you know something I don't, then let me know because... I am fascinated by people who do that. Um, 
watching a lot of sports lately. It's a huge time for sports. Wimbledon women's final was today. Serena Williams, who I've always said is a choker. She lost to uh, to Kerber. Congratulations to Kerber. I hardly know her. On uh, winning Wimbledon, the men's final, Kevin Anderson of South Africa. South Africa. You got to work on that accent, right? It's South Africa. It's like everything is turned upside down. South Africa. Um, I promise I won't say that anymore. Uh, Kevin Anderson versus, let's see, Joker. He won. Where's Joker from? Slovenia or something? I don't know. Some former commie country. Joker's a commie. You hear it here first. Um, that's happening tomorrow morning. The World Cup is happening. World Cup finals happening tomorrow. The uh, the Frenchies versus the Croats. Is it Croats? Croats? Can can we get a correct pronunciation um, up in here? That would be nice because I I've heard mostly Croats, but I kind of like saying Croats. I don't know. Probably because it reminds me of uh, Crobat, my favorite Gen three Pokemon. Um, anyways. Getting off uh, topic here. That's all the the sports happening here. Um, what am I talking about today? I'm going to uh, to uh, talk about my Chicago weekend from last weekend. I'm going to tell the story of the princess in class. Uh, it's a story that I've been asked about many a time, uh, and it's actually a pretty funny story. So we're going to get to that uh, shortly. Um, I thought of a. I'm developing a new bit. The bit is not ready uh, for the podcast, but I'm going to throw the idea out there and. Uh, kind of uh, see what sort of feedback you guys have. I think it's a funny idea, so we're going to talk about that. And uh, lastly, I'm going to uh, close up here with, is actually um, something that uh, I've had actually a lot of people ask me about uh, recently. And you know, People always ask you, who's your favorite artist? Who's your favorite musician? And I don't really know the current people very well, which is obviously a huge overgeneralization. But my go-to is usually Elton John. Uh, Elton is great. He's been making music. His first studio album came out in 67, I think, and he's still releasing music. He's been doing it for a long time, 50-plus years. So he's got a lot of material. And uh, what I'm going to do is, is share with you my 10 favorite Elton John songs that are from albums that that people don't really know so there are plenty of elton john albums like uh elton john and honky chateau and goodbye yellow road and brown dirt cowboy uh albums that people know pretty well because they've got a lot of hits on them but they were kind of in prime time elton john which is from like 1970 to like the late 70s so i'm going to share some songs these aren't these aren't like crazy deep cuts, right? If you are a cursory Elton John fan and if you're older and if you were around when he released these songs, then you probably know them because some of them are singles. Um, but these are just really uh, good songs to listen to. And I was going to go through a quick list of 10 and, and tell you why I chose them. So that's what's coming up on the podcast today. Uh, listener discretion is advised when you are listening to the Beantown podcast for two reasons. Number one, we will occasionally use some objective uh, language number two uh, the podcast is just objectively terrible so don't say i didn't warn you and uh that's uh that's kind of how we will set this up here i'm sitting here in my hotel room in princeton new jersey sipping on uh dogfish head what's this one called palo santo marone wood aged brown ale which i think translates to um uh, Pale Saint uh, Marion, 
Um, actually, Marion Ravenwood from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And uh, Wood Age Brown Ale, well, that's English. So don't be a dummy. Um, it's very good. It's 12%. I'm working on my second one, although I had the first one about two hours ago. I ate this really crappy uh, cheese steak, Philly cheese steak, right? You go to Princeton, New Jersey, you get a Philly cheese steak. That's just how it works. And uh, I also got some, get this, called pizza fries, which I thought was going to be like French fries and maybe some cheese and some pepperoni. Well, it was French fries, clearly like straight out of the Orida freezer section and covered in just like one giant slice of provolone or mozzarella and then just like the fries were swimming in uh, the marinara sauce and it was just, it didn't work for me. It's going to be a no for me, dog. It was rough. Uh, the fries were already bad because of they were just like store-bought frozen fries and they were just soaked in the uh, red sauce. It was bad. But, uh, yeah, so if you ever see pizza fries, you've been warned. It sounded like a good idea on paper, you know. It's one of those things that seems like a good idea, like going in the hotel hot tub when there's other babes around, but then you figure out that they're moms, and it's just kind of like it's an awkward situation. Let's just be blunt about it. Um, I was in Chicago this past weekend, which you all know because you listened to the podcast last week. Uh, I was doing a bunch of different things. I got to see a ton of people going. This was my fourth time that I'd gone back. I'm on this this hotel couch, right? I got the suite. And the couch is, like, okay. But there are no pillows. And it's got pretty uncomfortable armrests. So I'm, like, trying to pull off the, you know, the the psychology, psychiatrist couch look. But it's just really crimping my style and, more specifically, my neck. So this is just very difficult for me, um, but going to Chicago is always fun. It, it can always be a little bit tricky because you want to balance. Um, you want ba- you basically you want to ba- balance the amount of time you're there with the with the amount of people that you get to see and the amount of time you want to spend with them. So there are, um, you know, certain friends where you want to spend a certain amount of time with other friends you want to spend more time with other friends le- other friends less time with that sort of thing, and it's always it's it's tif- difficult to get that perfect um, because there are so many people in Chicago that I do want to see some of them who I really miss and I, who I I still talk to fairly frequently some of them I pretty much only talk to when I'm in Chicago but I still miss them and I enjoy their company, so it's finding that balance. Um, and the first three times I'd gone to Chicago, I'd had varying uh, success in uh, in finding that balance. But this past weekend um, was great. Uh, I had I struck perfect balance. I got to see the, pretty much, honestly, all the people I wanted to see, uh, except for one friend who who had moved to um, the West Coast, San Diego, actually, as I'm watching a Padres game. Um, otherwise, I got to see everybody I wanted to see, which was great. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun. I had. Before we started recording, uh, we were drinking some beer and eating some pizza at Farwell, and um, had a friend, a friend uh, brought up the, uh, the 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 princess in the classroom story from my undergrad days, which I had forgotten about, but it is actually a freaking hilarious story, and I've had one or two other people 
in the past asked me uh, to to talk about on the podcast. So I will do that right now. Um, I won't disclose her name just because she's crazy, and you'll see it. Um, not that she would ever discover this podcast, I don't think, but she's just crazy enough that it that that it could happen. Anyways, so um, there's there's this girl. I was a it was my senior year of college, which was actually my junior year. It's my third year, but it ended up being my senior year, and I had basically maxed out the music theory, music history, um, musicology classes in the undergraduate curriculum um, where I went to school. And so being that that was what I was interested in, I requested to take some graduate courses. And uh, of, of course, they, don't, they didn't care. Like I, was, I was approved. I was accepted. So I was taking this um, music, uh, classical music post-World War II class, so 1945 to basically 21st century, which is some pretty trippy shit. Um, and I was, in, I was the only undergraduate student in this class. I was in it with all grad students. And there's this one grad student, a vocalist at my school, who had a pretty bad reputation at school for a bunch of different reasons. Two things, though. Number one, she was... Uh, I'm pretty sure addicted to crack, I think was her drug of choice. I never actually saw her do it. Um, but from the people I knew, I'm pretty sure it was, it was either, it was either Coke or heroin. It wasn't meth. It was one, it was Coke or heroin. I don't remember which one, but I think it was Coke. Um, and so she kind of had that reputation cause that wasn't a common thing. I mean, everybody at school smokes pot. Um, but to do Coke was a pretty uncommon thing to be able to do that and be a, you know, a master student studying vocal performance. That's just like that. That's tough to pull off, frankly. Um, number two, her side gig, I guess, is her primary gig because I don't know how else she would make money. She owned like her own dress up as a princess type company. Go to kids like birthday parties and stuff. Very, very simple concept. She did that, um, and I, I think that's fine. Whatever. That's what you want to do, like make kids happy. But when you combine that with the, the the like constantly high on cocaine angle and she rode this scooter all around campus that kind of just added to the lore. And here's the kicker. She would come into class almost always late Wearing her princess outfit still. Like, how many classes did you guys get to take in college where you got to sit behind Snow White in every class? Um, so anyways, so it's pretty frequently, she'd come into class. I had my same spot I would sit in and it ended up being right behind her. And I would take pictures. And I remember I had one really good caption that I posted to Facebook back when Instagram wasn't a big deal. Um, she was dressed as Cinderella and I said, um, when, when the ball starts at nine or, but you got night class, it was something like that. It was hilarious. It really racked up the likes. That was like the peak of my social media popularity. Although I am a social media influencer, as you all know. So thank you very much. Um, okay. So that happens. I had posted probably like, I don't know, three, maybe four times, just like pictures of her. I'm sitting behind her. So this is just her back. In, like, her, you know, Pocahontas and, like, her Jasmine and, like, Ariel costumes, all that stuff. Anyways, 
This is on my personal Facebook. I'm not like tagging her any, or any, anything. We're not friends. Um, it's just right. It's it's freaking hilarious. Anyways, uh, a little bit later, after I had posted a picture, I don't remember any sort of particular incident of any kind. But I get oh god, I'm trying to remember how this how this went. Okay, I get a Facebook message from her. We were not Facebook friends, but I get a message from her being. And she's freaking out. Like, I'm pretty sure she's fairly high at this point. And she, like, all caps, like, oh, my God, you have to take it down. And I just think this is hilarious. Um, so, I, I, you know, I'm playing with her a little bit. I'm pretty good at, at that that sort of, like, online trolling thing, anyone who knows me. So I'm, I'm having some fun with it. Next uh, next thing I know, I'm getting, a, like, a Facebook or, like, an email from her dad who is like some sort of uppity up rich somebody, um, which actually after the fact made a lot of sense because I'm pretty sure she was like not actually a good singer and probably failing most of those classes because she was high on drugs. I think that her dad was like a huge donor to the school of music. And so the connection kind of makes sense. She was basically getting her master's degree for free because of her social status. Anyways, when I get that letter from her dad, I'm just like, okay, this isn't worth it. Like, whatever. I got my likes. Okay, let's take it down. So I take it down, and right, I'm thinking, okay, that's like the end of it. Whatever. This was fun. Cool. Next thing up. Well, that wasn't the end of it. I got three separate emails next. I got one from our professor, which was just like the most embarrassing thing because he was the head of the musicianship department, and like, one of my close, one of the faculty members I was closer with on campus was like a very chill dude. Uh, it was like super nice. It always been good to me. And this, this, I'm going to come out and say this bitch had emailed him bitching about my Facebook post, which was in no way insidious, right? Like, I think you're entitled to take a picture of somebody when they come into your class at 10 a.m. in the morning dressed like a princess. But anyways, that's just my personal belief. So now he was wrapped up in this. She also emailed my boss when I was an RA, which was just, like, stupid. And she emailed the dean of students. Like, what? what's even your complaint at this point? Not to mention the pictures are down. Anyway, so I didn't have to do anything with my professor. He just emailed me. and was like, can you take them down? And I was like, yeah, like, I, I did, like, yesterday. And then, but then I get an email from my boss, um, in, in res life and I had to go meet with her and I walk in and she's just like, okay, so tell me what's going on. I tell her the story, which takes 30 seconds, way faster than the story I'm telling now. Um, cause I'm just terrible at telling succinct stories now, apparently. And she just laughs and she's like, but you like took the photos down. Right. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, everything's good. And I was like, I know. So I walked out of that, but then I had to go meet with the Dean of Students and I walk in there and I do the exact same thing. She's like, so tell me what's going on. Uh, she tells me that you've been cyberbullying here. And I tell her, I posted this on Facebook. Like, here's what the picture was, uh, not tagging her or anything, not messaging her. There's no cyberbullying of any kind. The Dean of Students just laughs and I'm like, yeah, I, I I don't like what else am I supposed to do? And the dean students like, all right, you're good, man. I was like, thank you. So that was uh, that was the the princess story. Um, ended up being way too much of a hassle. Had to have multiple meetings about it, um, but it uh, it was probably 
the, the peak of my social media fame. So if if you guys want, if you think I should uh, re-upload a photo, I can go ahead and go find it because I still have it on my Facebook. I just changed the uh, viewing settings so that only I can see it um, so that one day I could make that glorious return. Um, because here's the thing. She found out, I think, because friends of a friend or something like that. I I wasn't Facebook friends with her. And I'm pretty sure that I'm even further removed. I'm really not friends with, I, I don't know, we could go on Facebook. We might have like one or two mutual friends. Um, but they're not people who I think I talk to, and I'm sure she doesn't talk to them. Anyway, so if you guys liked it, I'll, uh, I'll re-upload. I think the Cinderella photo is the one I have. I, I'll put that back up there. That would be fun. Um, if you are interested, you can email beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. That's beantown, B-E-A-N-T, podcast at yahoo.com. You can tweet at us. We are at beantowncast. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, thank you for listening. I want to put that out there. Thank you to all my fans. I do appreciate it. If you like what you're hearing, rate us uh, wherever you're listening, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, all that stuff is, is good stuff. We're working to, uh, to build a listener base, and uh, it's great when we're trying to get those scholarship, or, uh, scholarship dollars, sponsorship dollars, uh, specifically from Jack Lynx. Mm. Well, let's move on. Like all podcasts recently, this one has gotten away with me in, in time. I haven't even gotten to the meat of what I wanted to talk about. But you got the princess story, which was good stuff. Um, I mentioned earlier on the podcast that I had a good idea for a new bit that I wanted to float to you guys. It is a, this is not a finished bit by any means. In fact, it's not even a bit right now. It's just an idea. Um, it's a Christian, all white, very conservative fraternity called Alpha Omega, which the name already just cracks me up. I'm sure somebody has thought of this already and done some sort of routine on it, but, but I am now discovering for myself. It's called Alpha Omega. And I don't know, there's a couple different things that happen at Alpha Omega. I'm pretty sure, uh, instead of playing beer pong, you play, uh, communion pong every time you know someone gets in the cup you gotta you gotta break bread let's just put it that way um i, I imagine they're having a alpha omega's having a frat party and uh there's a, a new kid on campus he's a he's a freshman he's a mexican immigrant and he he wants to come party and uh, rings the doorbell and alpha omega brothers they uh they open it up and say hey if you want to come party you can do it legally you know, um, there's a tragic event on, uh, on campus and Alpha Omega, they're sending their thoughts and prayers. Um, so the whole thing is, is very fresh. I just thought of it yesterday. Um, uh, I'd have to just sit down and write some more. I think there's, I think there's a bit there. I think there's a lot you can do with, uh, with, with Christianity. Anyways, that's Alpha Omega. It's a white fraternity, um, Pretty much any, I mean, it's, it's, so it's, it's a white fraternity, white male fraternity. Here's the thing. Pretty much anyone is allowed though in this fraternity, except for, um, uh, blacks, Latinos, any other people of color, um, immigrants, women, and anybody else who, if you're not white, you're not allowed, but other than that, anyone else, if you're a male and you're white, is allowed. So 
It's actually fairly inclusive, I think. Um, and I, I think that there's some rich material there. If you think of anything that you think would be funny uh, for Alpha Omega to do or to happen to Alpha Omega, I'm definitely fielding uh, those, those ideas, those comments. So let me know in the comment section. Shoot me a text. Shoot me an email. You guys know where to find me. I'm on Snapchat all the time. I'm a social media influencer. Thank you kindly. Um, you know what I was doing today? And I think I had mentioned this very early on in my podcast. I was driving past Staten Island today. Does anybody really know what's going on on Staten Island? I don't quite understand it. No one ever talks about Staten Island. Is Do, do people live there? Does the subway go there? Are there houses on Staten Island, right? Is there anything really going on, or is it just sort of this wilderness? I would get in there and investigate it for myself, especially because I was just across the Hudson from it today. But I'm I'm fearful that I if I go to Staten Island, it's going to be like Will Smith and I Am Legend. There's just going to be like zombies everywhere. And then my dog's going to turn into a zombie, and I don't even have a dog, so there's more problems than just the zombies right now. Um, so if anyone listening to this podcast has ever been to Staten Island or if they've ever heard tall tales or legends, you can let me know as well because um, I just you don't hear anything about Staten Island. It's kind of like the Bermuda Triangle. Stuff just goes there and it disappears. Um, so that was just a, a thought I had. I do want to finish up here. Oh, this couch. I, hmm. Quinn, oh, it's a pullout. Sounds like opposite of me in college. Um, I will not be sleeping on this. I got a king-size bed. I'm checking into to the, you know, the, the suites here at Princeton earlier today, and the nice guy's got a Jersey accent. Sounds like Chris Christie. Um, says, uh, we got you in for a king, right? And I said, I don't fucking know, man. Whatever I signed up for online, just put me there. Um, so I got a king bed. Oh, I'm belching from that, those pizza fries. Oh, man. Note to self, don't do the pizza fries next time. Bad choice. Um, let's, uh, let's get to that Elton John action. Because I'm actually really excited about this. Um, so for any of you, I mean, everyone knows Elton John. You know his hits, which are probably way more than you can think of. Right off the top of my head, I'm thinking Your Song, Tiny Dancer, Rocket Man, Crocodile Rock, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, Someone Saved My Life Tonight. I mean, I could list another... 10 that are super well known and on the radio all the time. Don't go breaking my heart. Kiki D, don't let the sun go down on me, George Michael. Um, long story short, there are a billion uh, really famous Elton John songs. So, as you can probably expect with 30 studio albums and a bunch more live albums, there are a lot of Elton John songs that uh, that you may have never listened to before. But they are actually amazing. So these are kind of songs. Some of them were released as singles. So some of them used to be popular, got some radio play back in the day. 
Um, but the whole purpose of this um, of this top ten list that I'm that I'm going to give to you is that these are songs that come from albums that you probably don't know. So whether you're like a super Elton John fan like me or not, you probably know some of his more famous albums. Um, so what I'm pretty much cutting out here are his albums from 1970 until about 75, which is just prime Elton John. We're talking uh, his self-titled album, which is number two. So I, I am in, I'm going to not include his first album um, because there is a song on there um, that's a deep cut that's really good. But number two, Elton John, then Tumbleweed Connection, Madman Across the Water, Honky Chateau, Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Play on Player, Goodbye Elbrick Road, Caribou, uh, and Captain Fantastic, Browner and Cowboy. All those albums are just chock full of hits, um, and you probably know a lot of those songs already. So I'm not including those albums, but these are songs from the rest of his, whatever, 24 albums, um, from 1969 all the way up until I think the most recent one I have is 2004, although he has some albums since 2004. Songs from those albums. Uh, so number one is Skyline Pigeon. This comes from uh, up Empty Sky, which is his first album in, uh, back in 1969, I think. Uh, but Skyline Pigeon, actually, you know, one of Elton's favorite songs to sing. Um, it's a really beautiful ballad. Um, go check it out if, uh, if that's the theme of this whole list. Go check these songs out. Uh, listen to them while you're cooking dinner or in the in the shower. I wouldn't do this list if I didn't think that they were uh, interesting songs to listen to. So Skyline Pigeon, number one. Uh, so then we skip past all of um, those albums from like 70 to 75. This is actually... This next one is from 1971, but it's not from an Elton John album. It is from the soundtrack of a movie called Friends, um, which I, I've never seen uh, and I don't think is terribly popular um, in the U.S. film culture. Uh, but the song is called Can I Put You On. Uh, it is a really, uh, I don't know, it's just kind of like a really good jam. Uh, Elton has played it live rarely but it has happened occasionally if you know his um 11 what is it 17 oh it's british 17 11 70 uh so november 17 1970 album live album he plays it during that the song is called can i put you on uh really good music number three is uh Another ballad like uh, the the uh, Skyline Pigeon song was. It's called I Feel Like a Bullet in the Gun of Robert Ford, which references um, the assassination of Jesse James. And this song comes from Rock of the Westies, a 1975 album, which is a, a strange album. There's no other way to put that. It's entertaining, but um, I've straight up played it at my parents' house, like in the background while we were playing a game, and I've had like my mom who I think would claim to be a pretty big Elton John fan, just be like, this shit's terrible. Um, so that comes from Rock of the Westies. It's I Feel Like a Bullet in the Gun of Robert Ford. It's slow. Um, it's it's kind of classic, like, um, Bernie Toppin. Not, not like strange lyrics you can't figure out, but kind of like a story that doesn't really make sense if you don't know the story. Um, but go check it out. And if you haven't uh, seen... The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward, um, Robert Ford, who is the guy who killed him. 
That is a film from like 15 years ago starring um, Casey Affleck is in there. Let's see, who else? I haven't seen that film in such a long time. It's Casey Affleck and it is uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah. So a star-studded cast. It's from 2007. It is uh, directed or produced by Ridley Scott, actually, um, who you all know. Brad Pitt, Casey Affleck, Sam Shepard is in it. Jeremy Renner, uh, <laughs> Renner, Jeremy Renner is in it. Sam Rockwell, uh, man, I'm forgetting how great this cast is. Paul Schneider is in it, and uh, uh, Mary Louise Parker, who uh, was from the is famous for Weeds. Anyways, Zoe Deschanel also with a guest spot. She's unforgettable. Um, really good cast. Uh, Casey Affleck's won an Oscar. Sam Rockwell's won an Oscar. I assume Brad Pitt's won an Oscar. Anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, that was, I feel like, a bullet and the gun of Robert Ford. That was number three. It comes from Rock of the Westies. Uh, number four, uh, Dancing Time. Bite Your Lip, Get Up and Dance. It is the closing song from Blue Moves, and I felt a little cheap including this one because this was a actually a fairly big single in its time. And Blue Moves isn't a completely obscure album, but I could put Blue Moves in front of uh, just like casual music listener, and you probably wouldn't know. Um, y- you probably wouldn't know any of the songs. So, Bite Your Lip, Get in, Get Up and Dance is totally a jam band song. Um, it's got some lyrics going, or difference, differentiation in lyrics for like the first two minutes, and then it's just like five minutes of jamming to the same course. Uh, there's uh, a choir going, there's a string section, gospel, pop, rock and roll, all that stuff. Uh, it's classic, Elton John, David Johnstone. Uh, it's good stuff. James Newton Howard, uh, the famous composer, plays synth on that song, so go check it out. There's a famous concert um, of Elton John in 1980, Central Park, in which he plays his concert, and then he comes out for the encore dressed like who else but Donald Duck. He plays your song and Bite Your Lip and something else. I can't remember what else he plays. Another rocker, I think, maybe Saturday Night's Already Fighting, but probably not. I don't remember. Anyways, the song is Bite Your Lip, Get Up and Dance. Number five is Sartorial Eloquence, Don't You Want to Play This Game No More. That is from the album 21 at 33, 1980. This was like peak. Uh, this is the same year as the, the Central Park concert. This is like peak Elton on Coke right before he crashed. Um, it's sartorial eloquence. The lyrics are the best uh, part of this, which is interesting because unlike almost all of Elton's um, songs, which are almost all lyrically written by Bernie Taupin. This one was written by Tom Robinson, um, who's a singer. He's got some, got some writing credits to his name. Uh, but this one is one that I'm relatively new to. Uh, but it's called Sartorial Eloquence. Uh, sartorial. I can't tell you what that means, but I'll, I'll look it up later. Anyways, that's on 21 to 33 from 1980. Uh, there is another one. I think this is also from uh, 21 to 33. It is uh, Never Going to Fall in Love Again. Um, This is actually probably the most famous song from that album, but still, I don't think many people know 
21 at 33. Um, so that's never going to fall in love again. The, the title pretty much tells you what it's about. And uh, it's just sort of a, I don't know, the average casual fan might listen to me be like, yeah, this is kind of bland, vanilla. Um, but it's actually good stuff, and it's catchy. It's got good harmony. It's called Never Going to Fall in Love Again. Um, that was number six. Number eight is a great song. This is a great song. If you don't know it, it everyone should listen to it. It's from 1982 uh, from the album Jump Up, which is a very obscure Elton John album, but the song is Empty Garden, Hey, Hey, Johnny. It is about uh, John Lennon. It uh, came out about a year and a half after Lennon was assassinated. Um, it is a really sad song, if you look at the lyrics. Um, it is a beautiful song, but... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a really it's a really good one, and it's 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 not a song you're going to come across very frequently. You know, "Candle in the Wind" is such a huge hit, and I I don't know. I like "Empty Garden" just as much as, if not more, from just a musical perspective. Um, but it's "Empty Garden." It is a tribute to John Lennon. Uh, it sounds very much like it could be a Beatles song. Um, so go check that out. It's uh, it's a good one. Uh, number eight on this list might be my favorite one uh, from the entire list of ten. Here it is, Wrap Her Up, which was a single that f- feels like it should have been, uh, should have done way more. It's from the album Ice on Fire, which is just prime 80s album title. It is Elton John featuring George Michael. May he rest in peace, rip in peace, George. Um, it is... I just I, I don't know like this song should be played in clubs everywhere gay straight lesbian or otherwise it's super catchy it's got a great bass line um you can find the extended version all over youtube you, you go find the version that's like six and a half minutes long um it is super catchy and it will make you want to dance I don't know. I can't even say enough about this. I'll turn this one on in the shower it lasts the whole time cuz it's six and a half minutes. And I'm getting pretty jiggy with it. I'm really going wild when I'm listening to wrap her up. I get extra, extra clean. And that bass line, the bo do do dum, bo do do dum, bo do do dum, bo do dum, da 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 dum, bo do do dum. If you listen to it, you know what I mean. Um, this just popped up uh, a couple hours ago. Nancy Sinatra uh, died at 101. Believe it or not, R.I.P. Nancy, uh, this is turning into the funeral podcast. Funeral is also the uh, the debut album from Arcade Fire, who I saw in concert last year, almost exactly a year ago, a little bit less than that, I guess. Uh, Arcade Fire is great, but we're we're not finished with Elton John yet. Mm. I'm moving slowly through this beer, which is a good thing because it is powerful. Number nine is from the album The Big Picture. Uh, we're jumping all the way to 97 here. It is called Recover Your Soul. And this song actually uh, has a, a special place in my heart because, and if uh, if my brother Jack is listening to this, he will he will remember this. Uh, we were, we had my grandpa's truck in northern Wisconsin, just the two of us. This was probably, he was probably 16 or 17, just new to driving. Um, I was like 13, 14 and we got the truck for an afternoon, which was like a cool, pretty big deal. 
and we took it <laughs> to the local town of Birchwood, Wisconsin, which is just a heck of a place, let me tell you. And we took it into town where there's all of like five shops and a school. Birchwood High School must have like 30 people in the graduating class. There's nobody there. Um, and one of the shops, uh, shops, of course, as you'll see all over the Midwest, is a junk shop. Uh, it's fun, nice way of saying antique shop, uh, just the other way around. And so we go in there, and we're just poking our heads in, and we, we're poor high schoolers. We don't have any money. We're not spending anything. So we're just, like, entertaining ourselves there for, like, 10 minutes. And we're walking out, and I spot out of the corner of my eye an Alton John cassette tape. Now, granted, this is... You know, this is this is probably like 2009, 2010-ish at the latest. Um, so cassettes are already way on their way out. Like CDs are the thing. Um, no, Very few cars at this stage in the game still have cassettes. But we owned old cars, and they had these tape players in them. So I buy an Alton John tape. It only has two songs on it. It has the big picture, <coughs> excuse me, the big picture, and it has Recover Your Soul which is actually a pretty uh, pretty good song, considering it's this late in the game for Elton. Um, it's, I don't know, go check it out. Beautiful lyrics, really catchy chorus. Um, peak Elton, you know, his voice is not, you know, early 70s Elton. It's, it's different after the surgery, after the drug issues, but um, it's Recover Your Soul, and it's from the big picture. That was number nine on the list. The last one I have here is from Peachtree Road. This is another kind of cheap one because this is actually a pretty popular modern um, Elton John single, but I don't think many people know uh, Peachtree Road or at least anything other than this song, but it's They Call Her the Cat. It is about a uh, it's a man who undergoes a gender change to become a woman. It's super catchy. Um, it's very emblematic or representative of Alton John's 21st century sound. Uh, he has fun jamming to it. You can go find it online. He gets the backup singers going, good horn section, uh, very upbeat, uh, funny lyrics that, that you'll miss if you're not really paying attention, um, good puns, all that stuff. Uh, shows you that Elton's still got it. So that one's called They Call Her the Cat. Endless uh, innuendos there uh, regarding uh, the female anatomy. Anyways, that was my list of uh, 10 Elton John songs. If you made it to this point uh, and uh, you are actually interested in you know checking out some deeper cuts from Elton John, uh, that wasn't the deepest of the deep, right? I could have sat here and I could have given you not only 10 songs as I get comfortable in this uncomfortable couch again, not only 10, I could have given you 10 super obscure songs from 10 obscure albums, um, and they, that still could have been fun, but these songs are actually, you know, I handpicked them because I really enjoy listening to them. I can pair on any one of those 10 songs and instantly be um, satisfied in a good mood, be feeling good about my listening. So go check it out. Some of those are really uh, good lyrics and slower, like uh, I feel like a, go a, a bullet in the gun of Robert Ford or uh, Recover Your Soul. Some of them are just really good dance songs. They're bangers, like Bite Your Lip, Get Up and Dance, uh, Wrap Her Up, uh, They Call Her the Cat. Those songs are all, like, crazy fun to dance to, and they're just really fun to listen to. So check those out. That's Elton John. He's amazing for the stuff you know, and he's just as amazing for the stuff that you've never heard of. So if you do want to explore him a little bit more, that's my list. Um... I'm thinking 
next week. I've also been getting some people, because anyone who knows me knows that I go to the movies a ton. And uh, I've probably seen, let's see, we're in July. This calendar year alone, I've probably gone to the movies around, I don't know, let's say 40 times, maybe closer to 50 um, that 50, that's too high. 40 times, that sounds about right. I've seen a lot of movies, some of them on repeat, but a lot of them not. Um, and it's a lot of movies that I actually will forget about unless I talk about. So I think I'll make a list of, um, I, obviously not all the movies I've seen because that would be ridiculous, but I'll, I'll make a list of some of the more notable ones that I saw, if I can remember them. Um, because there are, you know, it's pretty rare for me to go see a movie and walk away and just be like, this was just a total waste of my time. And that's largely because I I know what I'm picking before I pick it, um, Pickett's Charge. Um, what what war is that from? Pickett's Charge? We're going to need a fact check on that later. Um, maybe the Civil War. I, I don't even know. Um, but the, the ums are really coming out here as we get closer to midnight. I will make a list of the movies that I've seen this year that I really liked. I will let you know what they are and what I liked about them. Oh, I was saying I rarely see movies that I don't actually like. There's a couple exceptions, particularly Jurassic World 2 Fallen Kingdom out in theaters now. Remember in the original Jurassic Park when they find that Stegosaurus poop? That Stegosaurus poop was a much more entertaining piece of shit than Jurassic World 2 Fallen Kingdom. Excuse my language, but I want to make my feelings on this very clear. It is a terrible movie. It's garbage. I don't understand when they were writing this script, what what was the thought process? It's just, say what you want about sequels and cash grabs and all that's fine. But this was just next level garbage. I don't I don't understand. Who thought this was a good idea? In the immortal words... Of my mortal grandfather, Bill, someone needs to be shot over this. It is a travesty of justice. Um, this uh, That's all I wanted to talk about as we are in minute number 47 here, which is which is pretty long. I, I look back, my last couple podcasts have all been way too long, and I always remember back to my first episode, which was January 13th, 2018, remember saying these podcasts aren't going to be too long. They're not going to be so short or they're like 15 minutes, but they're not going to be like an hour. And I've had probably what, like five podcasts hit the hour mark already. Um, this one will not I have one other thing to announce and then I'll be done. Um, so some of you know, my summer vacation is finally coming up soon. I'll be doing a normal podcast, uh, throughout the vacation, but, uh, I will be doing a special, probably our third uh, entry into the Beantown Unplugged series. This special is going to be lit. It is the roast of Quinn David Furness coming to you live from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it's going to be conducted by family members. Um, we will see. Maybe we're going to get Grandma Sal back on the podcast. Maybe... Uh, our uh, our friend Jack, our, our brother Jack, will come back on the podcast. He was uh, the star of that 
cribbage episode as well as our first ever being town unplugged series in which we uh which he's saying wonderwall that was a lot of fun uh we're gonna get some new characters new faces on the podcast we will see if my uh my brother walter will be making an appearance we'll see if my sister will be making an appearance uh jane my mom has been discussed often early and often on this podcast she's uh we've had an off and on again thing with the subscribing if she wants, she can make her Beantown podcast debut. Even my dad, there have been rumors that my grandpa Dave might have some uh, zingers for the podcast. It is the roast of Quinn David Furnace. So if you have any jokes that you want to roast me on uh, or any stories or anything, you can actually be part of the action. Uh, I'll be happy to distribute those stories, those jokes. I'm completely serious about this. Uh, to uh, members of the family so they can read them for you, or you can send them directly to them if you know any of my family members um, because it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a roast. I don't have the date. Uh, the, I don't have the release date for it specifically, specifically yet, but our schedule for the rest of uh, the month and into August, next week will be a normal podcast. I have to work um, in Beantown, so I'll be doing it from home. And then the week after that, we would come to you live from Anchorage, Alaska. And then the week after that, we'll be coming to you live from uh, the Vancouver area. Somewhere in between Anchorage and Vancouver will be the roast of Quinn David Furnace. That's what's going to be in between episodes 29 and 30. So look out for that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if there's really anything out there to make fun of me for, but... You know, if there is, my family will find it, I tell you what. Uh, So look out for that. Thank you for listening um, to my podcast, the Beantown Podcast. Remember to like it. Uh, If you actually like it, you think this is funny, you think it's entertaining or just good listening, then just, you know, tell somebody about it. I don't know. I like to wear, in fact, I'm wearing right now my Beantown Podcast hat. I've got the merch. If you want, uh, hit me up. We do hats, shirts, whatever you want. We'll, I'll, I'll work with you to design it. It's pretty fun. Um, yeah, tell some people about it. I don't know if you like it. You know, People are always talking about their mainstream podcast, Pod Save America, and all the other mainstream podcasts. But if you like this one, just, I don't know, tell some of you about it. Not because I'm trying to become this podcast emperor or something, but I just think it's fun to be able to connect with more people and uh, learn from new people and, and, and meet with new people and share in their experiences. I think that's, I don't know, that's really cool. So, um, you know, talk about it around the water cooler at work uh, if you like it. It's the Be In Town podcast. It is the People's Podcast, as voted by you, the fans. Um, this has been Quinn David Furness. Uh, this is my podcast. This is my voice. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Um, I will be coming to you live next week from home base. And uh, otherwise, that's pretty much what I got for you. I'm going to finish off my Palo Santo Marone Wooded Brown Ale uh, beer. And I'm going to watch this Cubs game. And I'm going to crash in about half an hour once we get this uploaded. I'm going to go to my king-size bed because it is much more comfortable than this crappy uh, psychiatrist pull-out couch and uh, and I'm going to keep working tomorrow. So thank you for listening. I thought the podcast was in like five minutes ago. It's actually ending now. Uh, this has been Quinn David Furnace. I'm signing off for the night. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend. And I will check in on you next week.